and they're living on the streets. Vehicles, a white van, unknown license. I've seen a flying saucer. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lost Frequency Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Rye. And today we had our first interview with a Mr. Edward R. Morris. What did you think about that one? Well, Edward brought some amazing stories to us. Um, you know, one story that I think is going to be maybe the first time anybody's going to ever actually hear this type of concept. I don't know if I want to call it a concept or, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing. You know, he's this is the first time he's actually telling these stories on uh, on a podcast. So, you know, we're very thankful for Edward doing that. Um, and you're going to want to stick around to the end. I mean, uh, buckle up. That's what I got to tell you. Buckle up because it's going to um, it's going to definitely uh, shift your reality. One hundred percent. I totally agree. Shift your reality. That is a perfect way to sum this up. You know, reality shifter would be this. Uh, the name of the title of this episode, and I, I think. Wanna, and I want to salute his bravery for coming on and telling us and uh, for being the first, you know, the first um, the first guest that we had. He uh, definitely set the standards for the rest of the people to follow. And um, I'm not saying that they can't, but I got to be honest with you. Um, you, you definitely sit down and listen. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And we're coming from you live from the rooftop in Mexico, from a rooftop somewhere in Mexico. So you might hear these background noises, dogs barking, taco stands driving by, vendors selling uh, tamarindo ice cream, or or more dogs, and, and more dogs, and more dogs. Now, I didn't know, when I first got, I didn't know what tamarindo was, but it's basically like a tree that makes, like, tea. Well, it's it, like a tea it, tree. It, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a tangy, sweet, sour seed sticky uh, seed. yeah but it's it's amazing actually it's, it's fantastic and remember just like uh mr uh, mr edward r morris or uh sent us his story you could also send us your stories as well how do we do that right yeah you guys can drop us a line through email at the lost frequency podcast at gmail.com or find us on facebook at the lost frequency or you can hit me up personally at uh, tom franklin or Rye Voss on e, uh, not email on Facebook, you know, just hit, send us a message, send us a friend's request, you know, and then tell us your experiences. And, you know, if you have, if you have enough, we're more than happy to interview you. Or if you have maybe just a short story that you want to share, we'll read it at the end of every episode. We have a spot where we're going to read stories from our uh, listeners. Yeah. And, um, we want to thank you guys for joining us on our first episode because, uh, it's uh, it's, it was fun. I had a great time. What about you, man? I mean, really, did you? I enjoyed the the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, you know, when uh, hearing someone's stories for the first time is it's amazing. You know, it was this is why I got into this so I can hear people's amazing experiences. You know, I, we we removed the fear out of it because we're not there experiencing it because a lot of these stories are scary. You know, there's a lot of fear in them. But we hear these amazing stories of stuff that we only have dreamed about seeing, you know, whether it's something flying through the sky or some creature walking out into, you know, in front of our eyes into reality, more or less. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, buckle up, strap in and get ready from the stories from Mr. Ed, uh, Edward R. Norris. And thank you for joining us 
on the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we bring the periphery into focus. All right, so we got Edward with us, and Edward's had some great experiences. First, he's going to tell us exact a little bit about himself. Well, my name is Edward R. Morris. I um, spent quite a bit of time outdoors. I don't really like to be indoors. I don't like to be confined by walls. Um, kind of by choice of my life, I spent most of my life outside as a homeless man um, for many reasons, but... Um, Looking for happiness and trying to find peace was my way to do things. And I, I kind of lost my life after the military and lost my mind. And I spent many years in New York City under the subway um, completely out of my mind. And I prayed so many times for the creator to help me or the universe to come out and reach me. And I guess kind of like a caveman, I was in the darkness, but I wasn't really lost because I was being taught secrets of the universe. So like a holy man in a cave, I've learned things that nobody else knows. And I have a sacred knowledge that I keep in my heart. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes. I, I agree. I, I think that's great. I, I think we're always being taught. We're always being taught in ways that we don't actually expect it. And you know, when we look back, we can actually see these experiences have uh, helped us to grow and strengthen us. Yes, I believe that enlighten, enlightenment has many faces, many phases, and, and it's and for everybody it's different. Um, I'm also I'm also right. former military, so a former U.S. Army, so we have something in common there. And I know that transition from the military back to civilian life can be very difficult. It was difficult for me as well. So, uh, looking at your uh, windows behind you, it looks like you're at least in a comfortable place now. That's that's good. Yes. My first year of my life in 57 years, I'm living inside. Oh, wow. It's a miracle. Well, there you go, man. There you go. Yep. Proof that the universe can change a person's DNA and make them find themselves. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I, I think that's kind of like the basis of our adventure we call life is to is about finding ourselves, you know, getting lost and then actually finding who we are and finding more about ourselves. That's right. All right, Edward. So you've had some uh, some experiences, uh, some Bigfoot experiences that we'd uh, like to jump into. Yeah, and uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about them. Very interested, yes. All right. Very good. Well, I, I started out a long, long time ago, way before anybody was really into any kind of um, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. And I really got into it because of my father. My father was a Cherokee medicine man, um, part white and part native he had uh one foot in the native world and one foot in the white world and he really understood things really well um i kind of saw a lot of strange things in my life because growing up i had a really messed up life and um i have a feeling that my background has everything to do with how i see bigfoot and why they show themselves to me um it might be difficult to 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 feel it in your heart, but my father was a hitman and my mother was a prostitute and I'm the result of them. And um, it led to a lot of turmoil in my life and also a lot of pleading to the universe for knowledge. And if I could, I would like to show you through my eyes what I've seen so that you could no longer remain someone 
who hasn't seen Bigfoot because I'm going to show you with these eyes what I saw. And now you too have seen the same that thing. Sounds you see? I'm on the edge of my seat. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm on the edge of my seat. So take us into this. You don't have any excuse to say that you haven't seen him anymore because I'm going to show you. Um, the first sighting that I had with the big guy was, I'd probably have to say in the summer of 1980, 1981 or so, and I think it was around the July 4th weekend. Um, I was on vacation. I was with an adopted family because obviously my biological family is a bunch of nutcases. So I was adopted and um, I think it was 17 or 18 years old. I don't remember. Um, we went out to Nova Scotia and they were telling me, oh, we have a house out there and it's the greatest thing in the world. You're going to enjoy it, Eddie. Oh, it's so beautiful. Get away from the city. Come on. So I went out there, and the whole way out there, my adoptive brother was driving me nuts. He was calling me names, picking at me, telling me he's going to bring me back to the farm and all this stuff. And so I got so fed up one night that I got enraged, and I said, okay, I'm not going to be around these people. These people are crazy. They say they're Christians, and they're driving me nuts. So I went out to the car. I stole the car keys. Okay. Yeah. Big cojones. I stole the car keys. I, I got in the car. I had all my stuff in there. I had a backpack, a sleeping bag, some food, a pan, a fork, a knife, a compass, and even a little radio. So I go out there, and I'm driving for like a half hour. Um, I come to this one spot, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty close to the water. I'm going to go up that hill, and I'm going to chill out for the night so I don't have anybody, you know, pissing yeah, you me gotta, off. you got to get so, away from them somewhere, right, man? Yeah, they drove me nuts. So um, I remember this like it was yesterday, but um, I set up my tent on top of this hill and the moon was out. It was such a beautiful night and so clear. And the crisp moon was coming across the grass and I could see the yellow grass turning green and I could smell the fresh scent of like straw on the, on the air. And after setting up camp, I went up to the top of this hill and down at the bottom was a car and past that was water. So I get to the top of this hill after walking, I'd probably say two hours, I think. And it was complete darkness except for the moon, you know. Um, I didn't hear any noises except for the usual bird or what have you. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear like, like that, like, yeah, like drunk gibberish. And I'm like, and at this hit the top of my head. My, my head exploded like a thermometer at the top. It just popped up, and I was like, oh, I was so freaking pissed off. I was like, I'm going to get this guy. So I start walking down the hill, and I can feel him coming towards me. I could hear, like, you know how when you tell a person's talking to you, you can feel their energy? And so I'm like, okay, I came up here to have a good time. This guy's screaming at me. He's obviously drunk because he's yelling at the top of his lungs. So I'm starting to walk down the hill. And I'm like, okay, there's a little dip in the, the hill right there, like a little hollow, you know? So I look up the hill. I don't see him coming, but I could still hear stuff. I go down into the dip inside the hollow of the ground, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to catch this dude, and I'm going to scare the crap out of him. I'm going to let him have it, man. And I was pissed. I was enraged. So I'm laying on my belly down in the ground in the midst of this stuff, and I feel his footprints 
his footsteps coming up on me. Boom, 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 like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this cat. So I jump up with a giant breath in my lungs. I jump up. I'm like, and I'm ready to scream at this dude. You know what I'm saying? After all this stuff that my brother did to me, I'm like ready to let him have it, you know? So then I jump up and there's this thing, this thing right here staring at me, man. This cat right wow. here. Uh, for the viewers at home, he's showing a picture that he uh, rendered to show what he's seen. It is massive, about as almost as wide as it is tall. Oh. Yeah. It's like two thirds. Yeah. And, and did it? And from your drawing, did it have a cone head? It looks like it has a little cone shaped at the head there. Yeah, he did. At the very top of his head, he had a cone head, but the hairs came out on the sides of his head and reached up, which took away the cone, and the wind pushed them around like they were pieces of string or something. You were something. able to see that? So like the t oh, yeah, it was like 30 feet away from him, man. I was right there. And the thing that got me was absolute terror. I was thinking in my mind, dude, this thing's going to eat you. You're dead. You're lunch. And like, I'm freaking out, you know, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? And I remembered something in my father's head. He said, he said to me, he goes, don't stare. Don't stare if you see something crazy. Cause he saw stuff all the time. Apparently he saw things with red eyes and all this, whatever. But I'm looking back up the hill and this thing's still standing right there in the moonlight at me. Now the, the tree that was next to it was I'd have to say 15 feet, so that probably made him about 12 feet tall or so. If anything, he was taller than that, but maybe around 12 feet. So I stopped breathing. I stopped feeling. I, I stopped feeling my heart. My knees were just wobbling everywhere like someone was beating me with a stupid baseball bat. <laughs> um, dude. I've never heard of Like that nothing way. <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah. Like rubber bands, man. Like, and, um, not really breathing because I was absolutely horrified after that big breath that I took still. So it's been like a whole minute. And after walking one more time down the hill, I felt like steps behind me. He'd wait for me to walk really quick, like 20 steps. And then he would catch up on me. And I think he was galloping. So I turned around and I look at this thing and he's standing by another tree and he rips a branch off the tree, waves the branch in the air, and I'm turning around. I'm like, Judas Priest, I'm food. I'm done, man. And like, I turned around again as I'm walking really fast to get away from this thing, okay? I'm not standing there. And I'm, I'm huffing. I'm like, huh, huh. I'm absolutely horrified. And this thing is waving this branch at me out in his side, and his arm is gigantic, like his bicep from the top of his bicep to his tricep was that big. Holy shit. I'd have to see at least a foot and a half maybe. And uh, he's waving his branch at me like, you who over here. And I'm like, this can't be, man. And uh, so then I think I started to get really panicked. And I started to run almost. And then I kept remembering what my father said to me. My father goes, don't stare, sacred. And going down to the car, I swear I knew this is how people died. I knew this is how God took people. This was an angel. 
it was going to consume me or something. I wasn't sure really what this was. Like, is this angel going to take me to heaven? Is this dude going to eat me? What is this, man? You know, but the smell that I got off of him when the wind was coming from me, from him to me, was like a wet dog, but like a sweet smell of like sweet straw. Really? That's the smell that you got? That's what I got from him. It was him. Because I didn't smell that smell the whole time. Oh, so, so you think that, because you're saying that you were very frightened, do you think that it was just trying to like, you know, like get you to, to leave the area or that he was aggressively going to attack you? Because if you think maybe it's an angel or something of that nature, that it was actually maybe just misunderstood uh, by you. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't, I wasn't 110% sure of what it was. And then I started going a little bit further down the hill and I turned around again, probably the fifth time or whatever it was. And I was really close to the car. I'd probably have to say 55 feet away or 60 feet away. And this thing just went like he had his hands like this. And he went, you know how a, a gorilla smacks their chest? But he went, he brought his hands up and he went, oof, like that. And he didn't hit his chest. But he, his hands were up like this against his chest and how he did it just so reminded me of a silverback gorilla when they smacked their chest, pop, 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 pop. Oh, it was so fantastical. And then instantly right there, I knew that that was the Sasquatch that my father spoke about. He used to call them the first two legs. And I, I said it out loud. I said, don't stare, sacred, 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 holy. And I knew exactly what it was. And getting down to the car, one more time, I turned around. I was like, is this serious stuff, man? And he went, oof. He put his hands up like this to his chest, and he did it again. It was like being at a rock concert with like the greatest stereo you could ever imagine, all of them at once going through my intestines. It was really weird. I understood because there's more juice in my intestines than there is in my upper diaphragm. That it resonated off of that, reverberating. and it yes, was just been reported. so it's been weird. Reported. When they make those sounds, that it actually will vibrate through your entire body. You can feel it in instantly. Oh, yeah. Can I ask you a question? What did yes. your father call these again? The first two legs, or what did you? How did you? Yeah, he used to call them the first two legs. Um, being being part Cherokee, um, my father was very very uh, close to. Mr. Patterson. Really? Interesting. Oh, yes. Creek. <laughs> and he used to go out and visit him. So it's very ironic that these things happen to me. And um, my father was so interested in this that he went out there many times to hang out with them and to see visions and whatever he could do. But he never saw anything. But um, my father used to tell them that it was a Native American story of the first two legs. That's, but, um, that's I think we got very interesting. Yeah, that's but, a very interesting way to describe that. I like that so much, though, because that brings back yeah. like uh, the idea of an antiquity and like the, the, yeah, the beginning, native, the beginning in, in, in the native folklore. Yes. You know, like if they're describing it as the first two legs, in my opinion, that means that they were the first ones around before us, before yes. us people came around. You know, they're Indeed. Yeah, they're older than us and they've been yeah. around much longer. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. But after that, you know, I, 
I keep going. Yeah. Ooh. So, so you heard this noise. You looked at one more, one last time, and then I'm, I'm assuming, yes. yeah, I'm assuming you decided that it's time to to leave. Then. Yeah, the skedaddle. I didn't for one second think about staying there, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Seriously, not for one second did I think about staying there. I didn't even think about my equipment. I didn't remember any of that stuff. But I got down to the car. The car was open, and I left the keys in the car, and the car was open. I got in the car, and I didn't even look back up the hill. I just pulled the car out. I backed out. I'm, I don't even have a driver's license. I'd never driven before in my entire life. And I went slightly up the hill. I banged into the hill backwards. I went down back, and then I followed my way back up to the house. And this is a place where there's no buildings for miles and miles and miles. And I'm driving, I'm crying, I'm peeing on myself. And I wanted to defecate back in the field, but you know, I'm like, okay, I got to keep myself together somehow. But um, I got back to the house and I never told anyone because they were devout Christians and they would have told me it was a demon. Yes, they would have, yeah. How old were you when this happened, Edward? How, how old were you? I think, I think 17 or 18, somewhere around 80, 80 or 81, some right around there. Did, did they know that you had taken the car when you had returned? Um, or were they all asleep or what was going on with that? <laughs> okay, so here's the deal with the car. Uh, they got... In the morning, my father woke up. He always get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, he went to the car, and he came running back into the house, and he said, get up. We have to call the police. Someone stole the equipment and because I left everything inside the car because they were going to bring me camping the next day. And so they went in. They called the cops, and the cops were looking for who did this all, and I never told them it was You were hush-hush. <laughs> so, Yeah. So that's my good life, man. And um, that was my first sighting out there. And the strangest thing about it all is I had my second sighting right behind that house in the woods. This, this is in the same place in, the, on, was, in Halifax. Place? Halifax. Oh, yeah. was it Halifax? Uh, Nova, Halifax or Nova yes. Scotia, right? Sorry, Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Nova Scotia on near Halifax, uh, next to the Bay of Fundy. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never been there, but I know of the place. Um, just before we move on, I have a, a couple of questions. So what, did you were you able to actually see any features from the face or was the light behind him or was it coming forward? Oh, I totally saw the light behind him, but like the light came out and like the hair on his eyebrows and the hair right around his face and the bottom of his chin stuck out like this. Everything. Everything else like was black up. in here. Yeah, and everything right here completely stuck out, but everything in here was totally black. Um, a few times he turned towards the tree. I don't know what he was doing, but he was fingering the tree like this. He was doing something to the tree or whatever when he first popped up. I could see his face when he was turning his face a little bit to the right, and um, it was it was really obvious to me. It was. It wasn't a man, and it wasn't a monkey. It was both. It was like an ape man. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, nice. and there was no costume here, dude. There was no. There was no fakeness. It was all absolutely seamless. It was a big monster thing, and when it walked and stomped on the ground when it was coming towards me, it galloped. It was like do 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 do. 
And I felt that. There's no big dude. There's no guy that that's big. So with your description of the yes, it sounds like it was on four, uh, on, on four, all fours. Do you think it was on all four? I think he was. I think he was. Yes. I absolutely think he was. I think he was galloping towards me. You know, that's really funny that you said that because I never thought about that. You said he was that. about 30, 30 yards from you? 30 feet. 30 feet. He was about 30 feet from me. Like from the front of my apartment to the back. Dude, I would, man, if I was there, me and you, I would, I would be putting on some new shorts because I, that would scare the living crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen, I've seen quite a few strange things having a father and a mother out of a strange world, but, um, I'm, I'm kind of almost used to strange stuff by then, but not 12 foot tall. Yeah, strange. 12 foot, like, I don't you know care what I mean? kind of costume you can put on. You cannot replicate 12 foot and that wide as well. You know, I, what would you assume the width would be approximately? The width was probably about five, five and a half feet wide. Easily, that is a beast. At least, yeah, th th that's like <laughs> us together would be that. Uh, would be at least, at very least, um, and that's at the triceps of the thing. The triceps sticked out a tiny bit more than everything else. When I saw this thing, I saw the the moonlight coming from behind its muscles, and it must have had its summer coat on or whatever it was because I saw through a lot of it. That thing was massive, man. It was solid meat. Like meat and rock. Were you yeah. able to even sleep that night? No, no way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I actually, it took me about a week and almost insanity to fall asleep. It took me. And you could, that's, that must have been so horrifying because there's nobody that you can tell. I never told anybody. I started telling people on Facebook a few years ago, but people started making fun of me. And then I started putting it out a little bit more and starting to feel if people would listen, totally wide open now. People are willing to listen. And I think that has something to do with the pandemic, throwing people a curveball, throwing their perception it's off. It's a definite change up, yeah. So they're able, yeah, they're able to hear and see things that they weren't before. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. And mm. so the, in this change, yeah, I, I've really noticed a change in, in the last couple of years of people wanting, you know, people willing to listen and to actually accept that these things happen. These like there's these things are out there, you know, like I, I do have an I don't have any Bigfoot stories, but I do have some I have a numerous paranormal stories and it seems to be more accepted. More people are willing to listen and not actually question, um, ask questions about it, but not question right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a great, that was fantastic. Wow. That was the first story uh, really? on our podcast, and I want to just say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. Thank you so much, my friend. <laughs> All right. We're just, we're just going to take a one-minute a one break here, um, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Rye from the Lost Frequency Podcast, and we're sending a signal out to you for help. We need you to leave a review for our podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, that little bit of your time goes a long way for us. Also, don't forget to share it to your friends, your family, to your coworkers, to whomever you want to share it with. Just go ahead and share it. All right, let's tune back into the Lost Frequency and continue with our show. 
once again, dude, thank you for sharing that. That was really yeah, and 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 I really appreciate that. We're the first ones that you're sharing this with. Like I'm I'm sitting here, and I don't know if you see me sometimes. I'm, this- I'm not laughing, but I get so excited from your stories. It's so it, exactly like you said. You know, you're gonna see it through my eyes, and. I don't get to feel those emotions though that you did of, of the fear. I get a fear. I feel the excitement. And, yes. and so if you see me and I'm like, like this, it is. And, and this is why we didn't, I didn't want you to share the complete story with us. So you, so I have this actual, so we have this actual emotional reactions because I get it. I get it. A 12 footer. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can tell by you. I've heard, I've heard of some big ones. That's, that's, that's pretty much a monster. You know, I've I've seen a lot of stuff, but um, a lot of people don't understand a lot of things. Like I watched this uh, one show that was on TV, um, Finding Bigfoot. Another one is Expedition Bigfoot. There's so many things that are happening in there that I know of that I've seen with my own eyes that just walking by, they're totally neglecting. But um, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out eventually. If it's out there, you can't hide from it forever. The truth always comes out. Copy that. Truth always comes out. Awesomeness. So why don't we move on? Uh, let's move on to that uh, to your um, your second one. We'll do that second one, and then we'll call it uh, we'll call it a, a day here. Um, so I'm definitely excited to hear about this. Well, oh, this is the one. This is the one that he foreshadowed uh, being yeah. behind. Yeah, we don't want to set out too much. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to find the picture of that one. Oh, is this the uh, the tree knocker? Yes, yes, the tree knocker and into the tree. <laughs> I definitely and we'll we'll share these uh, share these pictures on our site as well. You know when we release the episode. Yes, yeah, it'll actually. And, and I know fun. I know you're putting them on too, which is fantastic. So very very good. I'm very excited that I have a chance to speak with you because when I was looking at your words, how you put it, I saw that you were very genuine and interested in what I have to say. So I'm ready for Thank sure. You. Thank you. Uh, perfect. Yeah, that that I makes us feel that. so yes, good. Sir. Thank yeah. you. It's like I, I, I say I wear my, my heart on my sleeve, you know, like what you see is what you get with me. I, I am extremely always interested like this interests me so much. I, it, it, it's, my, it's one of my passions and and I want to hear people share their stories because I feel it's also therapeutic in a way for them to share and have people believing their stories, you know, believing your and I don't want to say stories. I'll say experiences to having people believe your experiences because I know that you've you've experienced this. You know, the detail that you were telling us, people who have made up a story aren't going to be coming into this much detail, you know, and and I just, I can feel that it, this is... In, in your body language and the way you say it, like, you know, you're like looking like, how was Dude, it? Dude, I remember exactly like it was like, yesterday. Right, this, this dude is the genuine article and yeah. I was like, yes. I can remember like it happened yesterday, seriously. But, um... The, the, the next episode that I saw um, was with this beast, and this is pretty much a picture of it. All right, so he's, okay. got, a, he's got a drawing that, uh, so Edward does drawings as well. So he drew this out where he's got a large, look, another like a Sasquatch Bigfoot standing underneath a, possibly a spruce tree of sorts. Or an evergreen of, of some sort. There's a stump there too, next to. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be sharing these pictures on our website. I mean, on our uh, Facebook page for yeah. everyone to see. Yes. Very good. Um, this day was a year later than the first, and um, I was with the same family, but I was a little bit more independent. 
and um, they were a little bit nicer to me. And by then, I was a pothead. I was smoking cannabis. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm going out to this field, and um, I'm almost ready to smoke myself up. I'm at the bottom of this hill, and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to go over there. I'm going to head towards that spot. And this is in any place near where I saw the first Bigfoot. This is, this is like near my backyard further away. Um, so I'm ready to hang out and do my thing. And all of a sudden, I hear snap, crackle, pop out in the woods. But I mean like somebody breaking big mop handles. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, a freight train's coming. And I've, I've, I haven't forgotten about the Bigfoot experience before, but I'm like, there's no way there's going to be a second one. So, um, no way, of course not. So, um, I'm sitting down with my back against this tree and I'm just about to spark myself up and get rid of my anxiety from these people all around me. And, you know, it's just so frustrating just being the way that I am and people not understanding me. And I'm just sitting there wondering, like, why is life so difficult? This thing comes running in after I hear a bunch of trees snapping, bang, boom, bang, boom. And I'm not sure if it was stomping that I heard, but it sounded like a freight train coming through the woods. And it was like rumble, boom, rumble, boom. And this thing in a blur comes flying out from the woods, the brush, slides underneath this pine tree and stops dead underneath the pine tree and the leaves go flying over the side of the embankment. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, I got my bowl in this hand and my lighter in this hand and I'm like, and I lean over because there's a tree in front of me and a tree behind me. And this thing is standing there staring at me in the bright daylight. No darkness, no moon. This is bright sunlight out in the middle of everything. Instantly, this thing turns around, his head turned around, like he popped it up like this and turned around like that. His head turned around on his shoulder, so it was almost looking completely behind him. And he stood there for a second, and he looked up at the hill behind him, and I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. Are you kidding me? And I recognized the color on the creature. It was, it had tan highlights orange highlights, brown like a deer, and some kind of like black on its forearms. And I couldn't see its feet because of the tree and stuff. And as soon as the creature turned around, he was looking over his left shoulder. As soon as he turned around and looked at me, he looked back around the tree. He pulls his arm up above a tree. There's a branch there. I'd probably have to say that was really high up there, but he pops down the branch, breaks it. It was loud. It was like, whack, and I heard it, and I was like 100 feet away. I say 100 feet away because I really don't remember exactly how close I was, but in my mind, I say 100 feet. And this thing peers around the tree at one more time, gigantic face. This thing's face was gigantic. Its shoulders were huge. He peers around the tree like that, looks at me, takes the tree, branch, pop, pop, hits the tree really hard, 
all of a sudden I see like a white fuzz coming from behind the tree. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like the fuzz you see on a TV. You know when your TV oh, the, the snow yeah, yeah. yeah. like it, the, it, like the snow like static yeah it was coming out from behind the tree on both sides and then like white yellow rays of the sun or something and I saw the stick drop on the ground and roll for a few feet and this thing picked up one foot its shoulder turned sideways it stepped into the tree like this it's other foot, I saw it pick up out from behind the other side of the tree, steps into the tree, dude. This thing steps into the tree. And as it steps into the tree, more like fuzz and snow stuff comes flying out from it. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking right at it, dead at it in the daylight. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no possible way. Absolutely shocked. I couldn't believe it. Leaving my stuff there. I couldn't believe this thing, and I'm trying to figure out in my brain, like, are you sure? I kept saying in my head, are you sure in the tree? There was nothing in the way. I could see what it was doing. None of the tree moved. None of the branches fell off the tree. I, I got myself up. I stood up. I went down this little hill that was like a culvert almost where the water was back there. I go around the side of where the tree was, and I'm looking up the embankment where the tree was. The stick is down there. The stick is still there up by the roots. And he's gone. So completely gone. There's nothing up in the tree, dude. There's nothing on the tree. There's nothing, a tree that where he can climb to. He didn't jump. Homie didn't fly. None of this. I definitely have some questions. <laughs> I um, My mind is blowing right now. So, so I... I when he entered the tree, was it the back of the tree facing you so you couldn't actually see into this, we'll call it what it, what I believe it to be, as some sort of portal? Did you, was, were you looking at the back of the tree and you only saw these, um, the static or this fuzz coming out from the sides of it? Is that what? Uh... It, it was kind of the position of the back of the tree, but the position that he stepped in was more to the right of that tree. Okay. It was more to So it wasn't like... Do so do you, was it like directly into the tree? It was maybe just off to the, the side of the tree? Like it kind of like came out to the side of it? it? It opened from the side of the tree, not directly straight on the other side of where I was sitting, but slightly, you know, a little bit off to the side. But still, it opened up and he went directly into that hole. And the, the craziest thing is it didn't make one sound. But the thing that made me think that, this was real was a few seconds before this thing freaking went into the tree. He turned around and he was looking over the hill and I'm like, what is this all about? So after he steps into the tree, I go back up to my spot to collect my stuff and get out of there. Three people come walking down the hill from where he was looking. So that's how I know this wasn't a vision. This is one something I imagined. And this wasn't cannabis. And I, I looked at them, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I looked at them and I said, see anything strange today? And they were like, oh, just the beautiful nature and wildlife. And they went their way. And I'm sitting there shaking like a leaf. Absolutely shaking like a leaf. V 
these people came from the direction that he was looking, from where the Bigfoot was. Or oh, so he like seen them as he yeah. stepped into this. Step. Well, he he knew that they were in that direction, and he was. It sounds it sounds like it's time to it's time to leave. Is kind of what uh, yeah you know. I, did, did you did he look at you? Did he know that you were there watching him? I think I think he recognized me because I hear all these stories about people uh, they seeing Bigfoot and. This thing throws stuff at them. This thing yells at them. This thing uh, will create uh, sounds that will make you nauseous that you can't hear. This thing, after all these years I studied this, this thing did none of those things to me. And I started to think either, I, this sounds crazy, but I started to think all the Bigfoots have a collective mindset, like an ant. or Like a collective subconscious yeah, or, or something? Or this is the same creature. I was that's, gonna ask you. I was gonna say, did this this one look like the one from before? Because you were saying how it, it really happened. did, but it was it was further. Yeah, this one was a little bit further, and it was mostly behind this tree that was probably oh I don't know two and a half feet wide, somewhere around there. It was a gigantic tree. Now here's a question: Would you say it was about the same height? You know, you're saying the previous one was twelve feet, uh, approximate height. Would you feel that this? This could have been it, or this tree was way bigger than that. This tree was, I'd probably have to say, about forty feet or so. This was a big puppy, and it was old, and it was standing on the edge of an embankment that was going down where the water came through, and then the ocean was on the other side. This was a place that was a little bit more close to the Bay of Fundy, but um, but but sorry, I, I meant the the height of the Bigfoot though. Was it about twelve foot? Uh... The, the height wise of the Bigfoot. So if the tree was about 40 feet, um, how, uh, uh, 40 feet tall, how high do you, or how tall do you think the Bigfoot was? That was kind of hard for me to guess. And still to this day, I really can't 110% say, I would like to say he was the same size as the other one, but with all the stuff in front of him, I couldn't see from just, you know, I'd have to say below his knees to the ground. Uh, Edward, you said this happened in the middle of the day or when the daylight was out. Is that correct? Yes. So for that to happen, I'm going to maybe insert a little bit of a, maybe a theory. I think this, this creature or, or uh, uh, however you, a monster, I can't remember the wording you used. I think maybe, maybe he wanted you to see that. Hmm. Like, like, look at this, look Great what point. we can do. Great look point. what we can do, yeah. Maybe, I never thought of that. That's very interesting. But I always thought... Because um, in the middle of the day, that's, that's really brazen, you know? I never thought of that aspect, but I always thought that he heard people coming and there was something about that tree. And a lot of people have said to me on Facebook, yo, dude, why don't you go grab that stick and go pop that tree? Yeah, I popped the tree, <laughs> right? And I'm at the buffet for Bigfoots. I'm at the buffet for Bigfoots. Yeah, you, you knock it open and and there uh, you got a portal straight to Bigfoot. Oh yeah. man, no way! Right in the pot, you drop in the cauldron and you're cooking. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. You know what I'm saying? Uh -uh. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No way. I have a lot of people saying, "Dude, you ever go back to that spot and try to look for that tree?" No, no, man, no way. I don't 110. percent I'm not gonna lie to you. Understand these things. But I think I understand them better than a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. I've seen them a lot of times. Well, you, you've had these experiences uh, that 
many have never, ever, most have never had these experiences. And it, and it is amazing. Thank you. I don't even know if I really want to have that experience. I truly believe it because I've had weird things happen to me as well. But I'm telling you, that is, that is incredible. Now, <laughs> Thank you. I do have a, I do have a couple more questions about this portal. So you, you had said that there was no, um, no sound though, right? You said it was, there was nothing, eh? Um, do you, it was no sound. Okay. Do you feel like any, you know, was there any static, like, you know, like static electricity, like maybe was there any of that like hair standing up or I know you're a hundred feet away. Something was going on. I really, I really can't pinpoint it. I've tried to kind of hypnotize myself to go back there and feel it. Something was going on, some buzzing or something, but I'm not really sure what it was. Really can't tell, but it was completely silent when that tree opened and closed. So you didn't hear like, like you know, if, if, if it wood splits, of course, we're going to hear it like make that, of course, that sound when splitting wood. So this was just like. And not one needle fell off the tree. You know how like you could hear um, leaves hitting the leaves and falling and stuff? None of that. None of that. So was the forest also completely silent? Was, were you hearing birds or crickets or anything? Not one animal. I did not hear one animal the whole entire time I was there. Wow. That's a good yeah. sign for you people out there in uh, Nova Scotia. It's quiet. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's a usual thing. It's, yes, a, it's yes. a telltale thing when yes. they said the, the forest goes quiet or the area goes quiet. Um, you know, there usually is something, something is around or something is watching. Um, oh yeah. Now I have a, another question about this 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 fuzz, this white. So was it more like a mist? Do you think it was more like a mist or more like a wall? Or how would you describe that? Uh, I'm I'm really interested in that that portal. I've I've looked at this many many times in my mind, and I and I drew it many times before I had it perfected in. I'd have to say the only thing that I, I can compare it to how I saw it, the way that it was doing its thing and the fuzz was coming out, it, it looked like like a mini galaxy. It looked like 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 an, a mini galaxy, but not turning really fast, but kind of like a lock turning almost, how the way the stuff was coming out of the tree. Yeah. The I, way I, he moved his hands for the listener, it was like he was doing this... Yeah, I can, I can definitely, I, I can visualize this. I can vis, I can, I'm seeing it through your eyes. I've seen it, dude. That's like, how I, I like, saw it. You're very good at telling this, this story. Like I felt like I was there, especially the first part. I was like, <laughs> I've never told this story to anyone personally, except a few on Facebook. You are the first people face to face that I'm telling. We appreciate that fully. Like this is. A, an amazing story, and I'm glad that uh, we're here to listen and for uh, for you to you know to find your voice and, and speak to us. It kind of helps a little bit, I imagine, too emotionally, like just to get it out there, like here, here. because you know that's the way I felt when I had to tell some of my things to somebody that I had to trust in. But to do it to, to complete two different strangers that you don't know, it also must feel you know. Pretty, pretty good, I'd imagine. It's a beautiful thing, my friend. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I will chew chew on this and digest it for many days, and it will bring me great pleasure. All right. Also, as well. we, we appreciate you sharing these stories with us, Edward. And uh, I, from what I understand, you have some more stories, and I would love to have you back You know, sometime in the future here if, uh, if you're willing to and to share some more of your stories and more of your experiences. 
as well. Or, or anything you're in the future or now willing to promote or going to promote, you can definitely come back and do that as well. Absolutely. I have many stories I would love to share with you. Excellent. Thank Excellent. You. We thank look you. forward to it. Thank uh, and thank you so much, Edward. And do you, is there any, any place that you would, uh, is there anything you want to uh, promote or if people can find you? I know you do a little bit of artwork. Is there, are, are you selling any of that? Do you want to promote any of that? No, I, I don't promote anything. I'm, I'm, I'm basically not money motivated. I'm, I'm all about the heart and passing forgotten knowledge on just for the sake of being your foreign lost relation, your ancient cousin. Yes. We appreciate this immensely. And again, thank you so much, Edward. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you, man. Okay, that was Edward, and man, did he just drop some huge bombs. Those were crazy stories. Yeah, I got to find a fallout shelter or, or uh, you know, make sure I get my, um, what's that thing they use to test for, ra uh, for radiation? What do they call those? The Geiger counter. The Geiger counter, or yeah. Geiger meter. Because trust me, it's over going <laughs> with uh, me. Well, I, I, you find yourself <laughs> in a fallout shelter, well, that, that Bigfoot is just going to come through through that portal. You know, you'll find a big stick hit something, walk into your reality. And, and also remember, if you're in that fallout shelter, take your podcast app with you and listen to us. <laughs> Good plug. Good plug. I like that. I like that. Yeah. If they could have signal down there, but if they downloaded it, they might have it. So you got to think before you, <laughs> you have to think before you listen to these stories that, you know, you might want to find a, you know, at least a person who has some cement and some rebar. <laughs> and think ahead and always download our episodes to your phone in advance. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, again, Edward, thank you so much for, uh, you know, dropping some bombshells on us with those stories. It, it's crazy. And telling us your experiences and not being, uh, uh, and, and trusting us with telling or helping you tell your story, better said. We, we uh, it means a lot to us. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, telling the stories uh, so well that we can see it through your eyes, like you said, you know, and, and we appreciate that. All right. So Tom and I were talking just the other day and I started telling him about this experience. I had this paranormal experience, but Tom was saying, no, 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 no. Save it for the show. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to like blow the little bit of hair back that I have, could you like wait for the show, dude? I mean, come on, let's, we're, we're, let's, let's keep this uh, entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to tell Tom here for the first time about my poltergeist type experience. So this happened back in like 2007, so 16 years ago. Some things started happening around the house were kind of unexplainable. Um, like this one night when I, uh, you know, I was about to go to bed and I just had this uneasy feeling, and you know, I walk into the bathroom and the taps are on to the jacuzzi tub, and I'm like. Jacuzzi tub. Yeah, like what is going on here? So, turn that off. You know, really, really an un uneasy feeling. You know, um, another experience was to this other person who was in the house. They were running on the treadmill and breaker flipped on the treadmill. Like a breaker flipped to that operated the treadmill. You know, and a, a breaker can go. Okay, they can flip. Sure. You know, if there's some sort of power surge or something like that. But the breaker reset. So someone flipped the breaker back. Okay. Whoa. So, yeah, it, like that is the what kind of thing. Then um, as, as things progressed, 
Um, it started to intensify. And of course, that, it doesn't sound like much is happening. But in the middle of the night, usually around between 2 a.m. to 4 to 5 a.m., um, the light in the bedroom would start going on and off. And it was one of those dimming lights. Oh, dimmer switch, yeah. Yeah, so it would go on and off. And it was also a fan as well. And the fan would increase and decrease in intensity. And so you'd be sleeping, and all of a sudden this light would just, just like, come on huge. Yeah, can I point out the elephant in the room? Yeah. Uh, Rye, um, he, he's basically talking like, uh, uh, what was that, Scrooge McDuck? The really uh, the rich guy, because he has a treadmill, a jacuzzi, and dimmer switches. <laughs> this is this is a, a you, nice you, place you, for uh, poltergeist to be like. You, call, you around, call that a nice place? You know, it's a twenty five dollar dimmer switch. It's a tub that has taps on it. It's not like a jacuzzi, like really expensive thing. I'm, I'm just picturing like bubbles and <laughs> champagne glasses and stuff. Mm, no, right, not okay. not as nice as you're picturing it. But so this this place was. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It, it's. We'll bring real, reel you back in. You know, it's not a trailer park, but it ain't no ma a Scrooge McDuck mansion. Oh, so it's like one of those blow-up jacuzzi tubs. No, no, no. Th th that's kind of like... So I went too far the other way? Yeah, All too right. too far okay. trailer on that one. Gotta get back to the lost frequency. Okay, back, I got gotcha. you. Back into this one. <laughs> so, yeah, so this light was going on and off, and the fan was going on and off with intensity for approximately like five to six months. And, and we're talking like lack of sleep. So... I wasn't getting any sleep. I was losing my mind. This this stuff was happening. Um, my, uh, this other person who was living in the house, they had a friend who came and stayed with us, and we had an extra bedroom in the basement. And I remember I got up early in the morning, and they weren't sleeping in the basement. They're sleeping on the couch. And I was like, well, what are you doing in there? And she said, um, there's someone else in your basement. She's like, I, I, I'm not sleeping in your basement. And she ended up divulging a little bit more and told us that there was like this older woman sleeping who was not sorry, not sleeping, but who was in the basement. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going. The, this girl was uh, um, like her mom's a medium. She, she's very in tune. Um, I would say maybe maybe she was a medium herself. Um, and this uh, this other person who was in the house with me, they had a daughter um, and their daughter became really sick, uh, like extremely sick for about two months. In, in when, the house. Yeah, in the house. Okay. Uh, they were staying with you. Yeah. Okay. And they were taken to uh, doctors, multiple doctors. One doctor literally called um, the daughter, uh, said that you're lying. You're faking this. There's there's nothing here. You're, you're faking this, which was which was crazy. So like this, uh, her, her daughter became really weak. She couldn't, almost bedridden, couldn't get out of bed. Wow. I remember, and I was sitting in the office uh, during one of those nights, and I was like, like what is oh, going the office in the house yeah the office okay. in the house mm -hmm. and i was like what is going on here and that's when i looked up in the corner and i saw this dark black mass um maybe like smoke maybe if anybody's seen the movie venom maybe something along that line and it was like pulsating growing moving so kind of like a so kind of like a like a like a ninja with a fan on <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Ninja, like, with you know the ninja throws that little smoke bomb. Oh. And then like, you know, goes away. Perhaps, but it was up in the corner, right? Yeah, but he's like a, a corner ninja. Oh, maybe. Corner ninja. <laughs> but but it was it was growing, growing bigger. And it was moving, moving along um the the, the corner. Uh -huh. And it was like growing, growing, growing. And that's when I actually called out and I I told it to leave this place and never to touch any one of us again. And after that time. Um, it was about maybe not even within a week, uh, the, the daughter ended up, you know, recovering. Whoa. And this is a rental or? No, this was an owned house. This was a house I owned. Oh, so 
Was it an older house? Brand new. Built it myself. You built it yourself? Yeah. One thing, like I've heard a lot of times that running water um, attracts spirits. And we had a, what's called a sump pump in the basement yes, of the, the sump pump yeah. Well. And so it collects the, through the weeping towel, it collects all the water that's around the house. It was constantly running. So, I mean, like there was constantly, you could all constantly hear water come in. So I'm not saying that there was like an underground river, underground like, creek. Maybe like a, like a high water table or something. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that had something to do with it. Really? I, I've never heard that. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe like it shot through you through the hammer into the nail and got stuck in the house. It's just a theory. What? I, I'm sorry, like the, the evil, the evil, whatever you, whatever. But so you said you built it yourself, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I helped build it. I didn't uh, like, I wasn't the carpenter. Building I mean, you didn't it. have any like voodoo contractors, did you? I did not. I did not. <laughs> no, you didn't find no chicken bones on the ground. <laughs> <did you? laughs> no, no. Who knows? Maybe there was something with the land. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Was it like in a subdivision or something? Um, it was in a large development area. Like there was a couple hundred houses in that area. So, so you're saying this? So after you told this black smoky thing that was traveling along where your wall and your ceiling meets to leave, that it got better? Yeah, things got better. And like, like the like the lights that was going on. Um, and the light, the light stopped, uh, the fan was stopping, you know, it wasn't as much. I'm not saying it was 100% stop, mm. but it wasn't as much. Um, did end up talking to a man of the cloth priest. Mm -hmm. And one of the recommendations was, or because, Taylor, <laughs> or Taylor <laughs> was, uh, not to watch, uh, cause I, at that time I was watching so many shows like ghost encounters or ghost hunters or sh or shit like that, mm -hmm. and they said that's actually kind of like a portal. Open a door and allow them in. You can do that without actually knowing that you're doing that. I imagine you know you're just trying to you know entertain yourself, and the next thing you know, it's yeah. So basically, you know, corner ninjas beware. Corner ninjas, get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's bringing us to an end of our episode. And uh, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Lost Frequency Podcast. And, you know, what we need you guys to do is to help us out. Yeah, you can, uh, um, you know, go on Spotify. Um, what else is there? Share Did it. You? Yeah, share it. That, that's the biggest thing is, is share yeah. our episodes. You know, share our podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, Podbean, wherever you can find a podcast. Yeah, don't forget to rate. Don't forget to um, comment. Don't forget yep. to make suggestions. Like it. Um, also, if if you uh, listen to a podcast and there is one uh, and you can't find our podcast on the one you're using, let us know so we can actually make sure we upload it to the one that you're listening to. And yeah, they're always bringing out new new software and new apps and things like that. But sure, maybe we could uh, you know hedge the market and be the first ones on there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we want to thank you very much and uh, enjoy um, the rest of what we're doing. And um, and we also want to say again, thank you to Edward. Oh. Thank you, Edward. We appreciate it. And thanks for your uh, constant interaction on our Facebook group and your drawings and things to actually show people even a little bit more uh, about what you, you told us. So um, thank you for listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we bring the periphery into focus. We close with good night, good luck, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth.
the cause of freedom.